Have you watched a film lately and said to yourself, I've seen this before? It seems like a lot of our media, whether film or series, are stuck with recycled themes and stories. Let's discuss in this episode of Pop Pixel. Hey, alright. Hello, up, guys. Wow, we're and just th- like that, we're three again. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a one-on-one thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, before we start the episode, I'm your moderator. I'm Cor, and I'm joined by Soy and the V. Okay. So yeah, first off, guys, um, I think this is gonna be a rhetorical question, but have you ever experienced watching movie and kind of feeling a little bummed out since? It feels like just the other movie. It feels just like the movie that you've seen at some point in your life. Yeah. If it's gonna be like mm-hmm. uh, Filipino movies, it's it's a definite yes. Movies or we were talking about movies, right? Movie series or anything in general. I mean, more in the uh, even film book? genre. Even books and manuals and webtoons well, and everything. That's a different thing entirely. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What? What? But yeah. Books and manuals. Books and manuals. Oh. Yeah. Manuals, mangas, and stuff. Uh-huh. So yeah. Um, lately, uh, at least on my end, uh, I've been seeing a lot of adaptations. Yeah. Reboots. Reboots, definitely. Overused themes and stuff going on, and um. And folks, we 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 kind of thought that this might be a good topic to discuss since it's kind of troubling given the lack of options that we're having, at least after the pandemic. I mean, yeah. I, I remember back uh, 2019, we're in, there are a lot of films slated that we're excited for. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and stuff. And then suddenly, I, the, the traction and... Um, you know, the quality of movies that are being shown nowadays is is a little bit lackluster. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you 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 um, noticed that as well. But yeah, so uh, with, with with the three that I discuss, I would like to delve delve in it like um, per area. Mm-hmm. So let's let, let's discuss first the adaptations. I mean, for for the longest time, uh, we have been seeing like. Uh, well, F- Philippines are very. The Philippines is very much. Uh, it's, it's not a stranger with adaptations. I mean, we've seen like a version of. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Like Descendants of the Sun. Uh-huh. So uh, and um and then all the other drama stuff. But lately, we've been seeing like uh, Hollywood to Korea, Cor- Korea to Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, Vice versa. I mean, uh, to be honest, I kind of felt that. Um, the Korean, the Korean, Korea would <laughs> just just for the lack of a, ter- a perfect term for it, um, has been spitting out this these shows which are really interesting, which which is um a little bit different from what we're used to, um whether it's uh whether in series format or uh, in the movies division, but um I was I was actually I was actually. Um, surprised learning that they started to adapt the well this one is Spanish right the the what they call this the money heist oh yeah. They, yeah. they adapted it and it, it, it uh, yeah and I was kind of why why are you why do you need to do that I don't think it's new because for years like even decades before 
people are using uh, I mean people are adapting movies and series from uh, other countries and I think you're just surprised because it's Korea and Korea is very well known for having their own original, their own content. original content but I think they're just um, you know um, I don't what's the right word for it I don't know if they're they're adapting to the current or trendy um, series but for example, the Filipinos here in the Philippines, we are so used to having Filipino adaptations like Rosalinda, Bold Marimar. Let's, let's not even get started Bold with five, Filipino. Something like that, and even four. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to go there, man. What you got? What? You bit four, Magtangle, <laughs> or oh, alias Vic, Robin Hood. Victor. Victor. Victor Magtangle. <laughs> so, mean. I think. It's not um, adapting movies and series from uh, from another countries is not new. It's been happening for years. Yeah, but but yeah, isn't I mean I think that is the point. Um, you you've said that Korea has been known for the originality and stuff, and I think it's quite troubling for, for at least on my end to see that the Koreans are starting to do adaptations now because or or maybe really like how original they're their materials are or maybe i think my i think uh core's point precisely is that maybe he's trying to focus more on like the current status like the current landscape more or less uh yeah. like pre uh post pandemic cuz mm-hmm. like when we were talking a while ago about you know brainstorming on the mm-hmm. topic that we were supposed to talk about maybe it's not specifically the korean korean i mean it's ha- uh, it's happening ha- everywhere yeah, it's happening yeah like the current landscape like mm-hmm. like uh, gone are the days of like original uh, original films or like new new IPs. Like for example, um, they're like the one hit wonders. What was that that you mentioned a while ago? Aside from which one? Uh, the Adam Project. Um, you mentioned another series a while ago, which was good. Um, uh, fantasy, sci-fi, uh, action. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I got the forgot now. I, okay, I, let's. Yeah. Um. Who uh, that? Who that to do? I, I totally like it's on the tip of my tongue but I forgot yeah so yeah I mean that maybe that's the course point uh, per se like more on a general standpoint uh, you were saying so, uh, sorry well um, I think what's I think the reason why Corey surprised is because again Korean, Koreans are very well known for having the original content but the thing is um they they've been doing this for years, like China Chinese oh. drama to Korean. Uh-huh. Like they're having adaptations from China, from from Taiwan, yeah. and from Hong Kong. But uh, the different the difference between Korea between Korea and the Philippines, Korea ha- has this different take. Yeah. Like the, like they're very well known to have like their own plot twists. That's mm-hmm. why their series, their movies are very much um well received mm-hmm. something like that yeah but why go under the brand of money heist i mean you, you they, they can i mean they can do their own for whatever like for let's a, say one one heist or something for a while there i was trying to defend like core that i mean maybe it's not just specifically that okay. one show no it, it's not just that one show i mean i i think uh i was just triggered by it because uh. Um, for the longest time, I, I felt that Hollywood is like just trying to get a lot of the different materials. This is always that Hollywood are, that are, are hit yeah. on other countries, but are a bit low key. They're making it their own. 
Um, I mean, as I've said earlier, I mean, the Koreans, I really appreciate what they're doing with Parasite and everything. They're starting mm. to really infiltrate the the pop media scene, whether it be uh, music and films and stuff. And I've seen some of the shows, while I'm not really a big fan of Korean novellas and stuff or whatever they're spitting out, I've seen some of their shows and it's really good. It's fairly new material. And uh, that, that that that's that's the whole point of this episode: the creativity, the originality. Mm. Um, it's starting to wane out uh, as far as I can see. I mean, it's it's hard to see um, movies nowadays, series nowadays that are really, um, you know, that that good. I mean, after watching, oh, that that was alright. Defend Korea in this. I've been like waiting for him to stop. Talk I know, because I know, we're I know. sharing microphones right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what, folks. This is how passionate Pop Pixel is, because like sometimes our like one of our microphones broke break breaks down because apparently I forgot to bring mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so yeah. Well, um, to defend um, Korea, uh, Money Heist and Designated Survivor, like their adaptation, are from Netflix. They were they were they were produced by Netflix. Netflix, so Netflix created. Netflix, it's not, we're, it's we're not the usual. See, it's not the usual network. And Netflix is very highly. They are highly um, influenced by the Hollywood. Yeah. So I think that's the reason why they like adapting um, westernized. I, I don't know how, what term it is, but westernized series. Have you seen? Um, the other popular series in Korea where the Philippines adapted it again like the other wife thingy like Dr. Jill with Jodie Santamaria uh, uh the, uh the marriage affair something like yeah, that yeah something like that yeah 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 Jodie Santamaria yeah, yeah. they adapted it from the Koreans and then so the it was Koreans, a Korean movie? no it's actually a British series oh really? And oh. the Koreans adapted it, and it, 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 they made it better. That's why the Filipinos adapted. The Filipinos adapted it. Yeah, too. something okay. like that. The broken marriage yeah, vow. But but again, I mean, uh, we're getting really sidetracked about this. It's not about just the Koreans. I mean, it's about uh, the adaptations in general. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot of adaptations happening. Yeah. I've just used Korea as an example since. Uh, I mean, it's it's just like a warning sign for me because that's that's the point. That's the point. As far as far as the landscape of uh, film is uh, is starting to wane down, um, we know, and uh, we see what what's in store for us for the next couple of years. Majority of the things that we're looking forward are mostly Marvel films, the superhero yeah. genre and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, actually, we talked about this in a previous episode, but it was mostly discussing like the the gist of our episode. Then was like, if you're not a Marvel or a, or like a superhero flick like get out something like that yeah this is like there's no more like new films new ips i mean you know do you remember back in the days like back in the days it's like we're so old right <laughs> i mean uh like there's usual this annual like um love flick on a december or january or yeah, february yeah. like remember the, those and, and like yeah. the gist of the movie is always like it's supposed to be like a happy feel good yeah yeah in your Valentine's Day. i mean i mean plus it's always the same but it's very enjoyable to watch because it's original. Like, yeah, it's original. Exactly, that's the point. All it's original. It's but it's cliche-ish, and it's usually the same actors. But at least you got something, you know, something fun to watch, something new. 
I mean, a while, a while ago, we were, you know, me, me and Cora were actually discussing, like, when was the last time you watched, like, a really good, like, you know, chick flick Apart, rom, a, apart rom from, Knives, I mean, yeah, I mean uh, a really good movie apart from Knives Out. Yeah, 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 there we go. That was the series that I was, like, you know, thinking Knives Out, right? I mean, it's not, it's not a I mean, romantic thing, but Knives Out was really good. It's something different, something original, something that you can see it's really good. I mean, Gunner today is like, do you remember when, have you, when you first watched um, Now You See Me? Yeah. Well, it was like, one of those films, like, holy it, it, shit, this is it's good, It's not man. like I mean, a film that's really uh, at the top, but yeah. it, it's something that's but, but really something refreshing. New, something new, exactly. Very different. There we go. That's, that's, uh, that, that's the that, whole that point. That is the whole point yeah, of the, yeah, of the yeah. episode. And um, the number of adaptations that are, are uh, materializing with, with today's Hollywood Korea Wood, or all the woods. Um, Filipino. <laughs> I'm gonna say that Bollywood is always original. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, Bollywood. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's kind of concerning that we're kind of running out of content. Yeah. We're con- I mean, uh, I think the the um, the writers, the showrunners, the directors are kind of. Um, getting back in a corner when they're trying to struggle to find something new to offer. I think one of our Filipino like directors. I think I forgot the name or exactly what phrase said, but I think right now that's what's running out the creativity in uh in the movie industry, not just locally but internationally. It's like right now if it's all about CGI and you know fast-paced movies mm-hmm. and whatnot superhero flicks I think this is the reason why we should always support small indie films so that they can continue producing um, original content uh-huh. so yeah so something like that so yeah uh, moving on um, after the adaptations uh, I mean, BS already touched up on the subject. The overused genres. I mean, uh, remember the the, super, the superhero fatigue and stuff. I mean, um, I kind of feel as well that Hollywood uh, has been chasing trends lately. I mean, uh, it's I know, I know, and um, superheroes. So everyone does superhero films, and I I kind of felt that after Knives Knives Out. Um, Somehow people are trying to capture the same magic and stuff in, in different ways, mm-hmm. and the pairings are kind of the same and stuff. I don't know. Uh, what, what's your take on this, guys? The overused genres. I think the reason why it's overused is because because the audience are still taking it. Yeah. I mean, if it's not, if no one's buying it. Yeah. Anymore. If no one's buying it, then they're gonna change it and like you know try to find another genre that people will enjoy. But but you you're seeing that there everyone loves watching superhero movies. That's why everyone is producing superhero movies. I think it's the problem. The problem is us, basically. It's the audience. It's your fault because you love Marvel movies. I mean, you're we're, we're kind of victim blaming here. Oh, so, okay. So we're we're being the victims right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, but for me, my I mean, let's not go any further. Like. I mean, what's the longest series so far that? Ang Provinciano. No, 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 no we're not, we're not <laughs> talking about not like weeks. the longest movie series or whatnot, the, like franchise that you've ever watched. Mar- Marvel, Marvel, so not, far no, not necessarily Marvel. Marvel, like Fast and Furious, man. Come on, bro. Oh, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. But those are only nine films, but yeah, in terms of I mean, in terms of uh, years, yes, that's the it's longest. A, it's already franchise. lost, like it's. It's not even a Fast and Furious. It's no longer about cars anymore. It's all about family. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 
They should. I know, I know. Eh. Up till when? Up till when, bro? Up until. Up until Dom dies. <laughs> yeah, I kind of miss those original movies, like the one where James Franco and. You know the one where there's an apocalypse and then everybody's going to hell or heaven. Twelve. This is the end. Oh, this is. Remember the end. that movie and the Christmas movie where James Franco's brother. What's the name? Dave. I uh, no no no. It's James Franco and the other girl from our favorite actress from that zombie movie, like the airheaded blondie one who survived inside the fridge. Remember that girl. I love that movie. Why him? Why him? Why him? That's a very enjoyable movie if you can remember it. I think people are just so used to looking on Netflix. I think people should like look for another platform for movies. Like stop looking on Netflix, you know, do your research more because I think there's like a lot of movies but they're just too lazy to research it and it. But I think I think the problem is the audience. And what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is, there's a lot of movies that that's not on Netflix or HBO or Amazon Prime, and I think the reason why people are so used to um, watch the same genres over and over again is because it's what the platforms are feeding us. Because Netflix is, like, if you can see, when you open Netflix, there's like recommended movies for yes. you, and you know. If I'm bored and I don't have the time to research or just, you know, I just want a, a random movie, I can just, like, watch it. Yeah. For example, yeah, I could just, like, click it and watch it and just Netflix can feed it to me. I don't care. Something like that. So, yeah. And same with Soy as well. I mean, you know, how many Batman, like, reboots have been there? Like, I mean, let's face it, man. I mean, we, 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 we like it because we're fans. But then again... That's the same thing. It's like why there's no more like what was the last movie like we have Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Man of Steel. But what about the like the lesser characters? I mean there wasn't like any major motion picture about them because nobody likes it. Well now you have Shang-Chi. Well, yeah, Shang-Chi. I mean hands down that's that's a Marvel thing. Yeah, I mean um in terms of uh, I mean I remember in um uh... One of our previous episodes that Soy was saying that uh, um, Marvel should offer like newer uh, characters that were well known, but I think they have already, uh, majority of the characters have already been uh, introduced and now they're trying to introduce new Experiment, characters. Experiment, diverse, yeah, yeah. for diversity. Um, so, yeah, but it's still a superhero genre and stuff. And I, get, I really cannot blame Marvel, not because I'm like a fan of the series, but because they started it. It's, it's like more of like a linear experience going up to now. But um, with, 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 with the overused genres, I mean, it's not just in Hollywood per se. I mean, even animes are oh, yeah. doing the same thing with the overuse of Isekai. Uh, I'm a victim and a proud victim. <laughs> I'm kidding. There we because, go. She's a proud consumer. Poor yeah, poor. I'm a proud consumer. Like every Isekai novels, light novels, mangas, manuals, name it. I think I've read everything. And... I just couldn't help it. Sometimes I get tired, but you know, I don't know. It's an addiction. Yeah, and and somehow they're just doing it like in variations of what happens in the quote-unquote other world. Um, sometimes they got reincarnated as a slime. Sometimes as a stone. Sometimes as a goblin. Sometimes as a spider. And uh, while it, it's kind of interesting to see, I mean, uh, now we also have the 
um, the overused genre of isekai, overpowered heroes and stuff. Um, it, it, it just feels that where we're getting core again, we're getting cornered on a specific genre that we get. I mean, uh, as far as animes are concerned, I cannot see another One Piece material. You're right. I've been looking for another One Piece or another anime that I can just, you know, watch over and over again, but I couldn't find one. Or even Naruto or Bleach, for example. I mean, uh, however I think that it's messed up how they ended it, it's kind of hard to see something like Dragon Ball is a different well, uh, I was discussion a, per se. I was about to go there. Like Dragon Ball is like super already. You know, I'm a bit like Provinciano levels already for Dragon yeah. Ball because it's like, I mean, they started with Super Saiyan and then like hybrids yeah, like and then the God mode got Super Saiyan. I'm like, where are we gonna go? Like, are they gonna reach yeah, like and, and, and that's super hyper mega ultra? Yeah, actually, that's a problem with animes, mangas, and stuff. The power scaling of. Um, of it, and I mean, someone already made like a deep dive of, of how it works, and that's what makes One Piece a good because the power scaling of, of the of the genre of the story of One Piece per se is not like a hierarchy thing. I mean, it, it does. Uh, the the MC uh, improves over time, but it's not it's not linearly quantifiable. Not unlike, for example, in Dragon Ball. From a Sa- from a Saiyan then a Super Saiyan one, Super Saiyan two, three, four, God. Um, I mean, they, they just have to, to define the power levels, and they have to find another level to to surpass whatever it is that they have right now. And um, somehow it it has become a common trope when when it comes to shonen shonen stuff. For example, Bleach. Mm-hmm. That's why it, that's so messed up. I mean, Ichigo's uh, gonna get a power up, and then he has to be nerfed. Because he has to be on the level uh, again of the captain, or lower than the captain, then he gets stronger than the captain again, then he gets nerfed again. It became it became a vicious cycle. That's why it was so bad eventually in the end. <laughs> okay, so I think the reason why the isekai the isekai genre is very popular because it's an escape. For from people, reality from reality something like that because people loves to imagine what if i'm a slime what if i'm a spider <laughs> something like that i don't know but then um you're right with the there's no more one piece kind of anime right now but i think we can i think the authors right now like the authors mangakas and the producers of the animes they're mangas, burned out not really i think they just want some something that can be popular like Easy, easy money, like easy popularity, easy popularity uh, something like that. And so it's for like example, the Hero Academia. It used Hero to be Academia. so good, the My Hero Academia. But then Core was complaining to me the other day that they wanted to, they wanted to be finished. Yeah, so they just wanted to end it as well. I mean, it it, it was a re- it was a really good story. It was because it was a manga about superhero society and stuff. And its effect, and at first it was really good and how it flowed, etc. I kind of felt that it was like the replacement for Naruto after I finished uh, reading Naruto. But uh, somehow, um, just like Demon Hunter, uh, yeah. But something, yeah. Um, or Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer, yeah. It's like Demon Slayer. I mean, I kind of read it. Then um, after after reading it for quite some time, we just had to end. I mean. Yeah, and it, it doesn't very make sense. abrupt. Very abrupt. I mean, it, you you don't have the time for the story to simmer, uh, 
for it to be more i mean there are a lot of things that can that can still be explored and stuff yeah but i'm, ge- I'm getting to uh too far from the topic but basically what, what, what i'm trying to say is um it the the overuse of the genres i mean yeah i think um soya has pinned it down that uh for the chase of the money and the instant things because it is something that is successful i mean isekai for example um really bloomed after sword art online after mm-hmm. it was shown uh, a bunch uh, i mean it became the word isekai became popular after that but we have like isekai uh, genre for the longest time um the 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 animations that we've that we've discussed um we're not saying that it's bad um majority of them are actually good but again uh, uh we're talking about the feeling I kind of felt that this is the same story in a different mission and just different, a little bit tweaking of circumstances and stuff. Black Clover. Yeah, Black Clover. Black Clover. It's like Naruto, but they're magicians and wizards. Really? Something like that. But the story is quite interesting, I, I must say. But it's like Naruto and and Sasuke all over again. It's like uh, probably they're betting on the if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. More or less, but which I think is is uh, I mean com- compiling as far as the overuse, overusing of uh, genres are concerned. I think if, if we're gonna pick um, a common ground um, with everything that we've discussed so far, as far as that uh, point is concerned, it's it's the the safety net of what what's what's successful. Uh, what's working and uh, I think a lot of the producers um, networks or streaming platforms are kind of afraid to take risk in a different um, a different genre in a different story in something maybe it's not as much as afraid maybe it's just lazy yeah, it's just like because I'm, I'm being polite oh <laughs> well, sorry you know you know how it be is. it's like no holds bar always but yeah sure go ahead go ahead man I mean, maybe it's just aside from the fact that you know they're they're lazy. It's like it's a tried and tested thing. Like, mm-hmm. imagine like being on a board meeting. Like, okay, so what what are we gonna do? like do a release for this week? Oh, just just try to like you know try to pick back from one of our revisions. Just imagine yourself as like a party holder or something. Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like that. I mean, if like there's this one elephant in the room, like, let's try something else. You you know what? The, you, like the meme. Let's try something else. You get thrown out of the window because yeah. you know you know that meme. You know that meme. So I mean, that maybe that's how it is. Aside from the fact that it's being commercialized and whatnot, um, trying to look back at what Core is saying, like this is like post-pandemic, right? I don't know. Maybe their brains got locked down as well, or <laughs> it's not. It hasn't yet gone back to like the actual face-to-face mode yet. We'll see. I mean, now it's like post-pandemic. Like maybe with with Marvel, there's just the phase four or phase five rather is just mm-hmm. about to start with 2023. So who knows? Maybe let's try to see where the direction is headed. If by 2023 and we're still stuck here, then I don't know. Maybe it's time to leave the earth. <laughs> and probably just just to um, uh, one more topic to end or one more genre to end uh, the second Gushing. point. Um, the multiverse time travel is. It's, it's getting old it's, it's getting old. it's not really getting old it's getting thrown in a lot of different movie genres uh-huh. I mean before when you see time, time travel movie it's like an intelligent film only a select few can 
uh, really understand in a in a deep sense uh, of what's happening. I mean, I, after after watching them, we have a lot of questions we have to discuss, etc., etc. But now, yeah, after the introduction of the multiverse, with um, with I mean, the, the MCU is going with the multiverse, and we we have all been expecting that. Uh, everything, uh, everywhere, all at once. While it's a good movie, it's also a multiversal movie as well. And uh, I think a lot of the time, travels and stuff have been seeping into different genres. And it's becoming a central theme. And I think it's one also of uh, the evidence that um, the mainstream media is just trying to follow trends. I, I, I get that because like back in the days, when you watched Back to the Future, you're a, you're a bona fide geek. I know. You're like the weirdo in the room. And now nowadays it's like everybody's already an expert on multi on multiverse and time travel. Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh going to our last uh, last um point and uh VS already touched on this and also we've touched on a previous episode, the reboots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I think this is one of the uh, graver signs it's of, one the of the cash creativity grabs. originality yeah. when it comes to um the 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 film the film scene in general. So what do you guys think? Oh my gosh. I don't want to remember it. Oh yeah again. Blade Runner. I think Reboot is okay as long as they follow the original source material. But Again, I'm tired of reboots. Like I'm tired of of another franchise of of Jurassic Park. Oh my I don't want to see another. Peace. I don't want to see another Star Wars movie because they butchered the last one. But hey, I think Kenobi is great. Maybe they could just you know create it's, it's something like... new, like a new series, Kenobi and the Mandalorian. So, uh, it's no for me. It's a no reboots. It's not. Um, I don't want to entertain it again <laughs> because it's get it's getting um it's so tiring to watch another reboots for me. Like I don't want to watch another Indiana Jones because I think they're having oh. like a new Indiana. Oh, Jones. Indiana Jones is coming up. The, and it's still Harrison Ford. Yeah, it like, is it's still not, him. He's still. It's he's like he's so, so old. He's already old. Like I think he just wants his on-screen characters to just die. Yeah, finally. it's. Like, why are you gonna... Why? Please, Mr. Harrison Ford, please tell me why do you want to have another film? You're over I th- 70. I think it's, <laughs> you should not, be resting. it's not Harrison Ford who wants it. It's like the movie studios who want it. Movie studios and the the uh, fans. Yeah, I guess the fans. Because they hated Chris Pratt. But that's a, that's a, to- that's a topic for another day, so I'm not gonna comment about it. I don't it. even understand how Chris Pratt's name got into the mix. Because I've, I've, I've read that in an article like... It was supposed to be like a rebooted because of the Jurassic Park. Like after even... after the first movie, they were like, mm, Chris Pratt looks like he seems okay to be the no. new Indiana Jones. No, I mean no, I mean Shia LaBeouf is already worse. Like like in the last, the recent Indiana Jones, right? I mean Shia LaBeouf was like Harrison's kid or Hassan. Uh, I mean this is like, uh, you know, you know how uh, like the last Die Hard was. With Bruce Willis and his kids, supposedly. How about Hemsworth? Hemsworth and his son? No, Chris, Chris Hemsworth as the... Indiana, Indiana. Jones? No. no. <laughs> Sorry, man. I mean, uh, not, the, it, the, it, only, the only reason I, I threw, threw it out there... Because, because it's all Marvel? I felt, I felt uh, Chris Chris Hemsworth is in a lot of films lately. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, Extraction is a different story. It's like original, right? I mean, that's a good, that's a good like one-hit wonder. 
But yeah, I mean reboots are like if I can vomit off my mouth right now. I mean it's like <laughs> yeah, and it's wallowing like a SpongeBob. Just just the puke it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's 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 downright. It's a cash grab. I yeah. mean apparently core it doesn't only happen in video games. It happens in movies too. And yeah, it's just downright a lack of creativity. Movies and teleseries, you know, like remember they always try to reboot the uh, old series. Yeah, before, old series or, or old movies, and then like, turn it to. Let's series. not go any further. Provinciano is an adaptation, and uh, like, uh, yeah, just really just lost the essence and stuff, right? I know exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for me, as far as reboots are concerned. I think the only time that is that it is acceptable is if we're adapting it into new into a new medium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, the introduction of CGI, which yeah. is not available for exactly uh, stories that could have been wonderful. For example, Planet Apes. Yes, um, we had uh, the Several Matt Damon reboots. one, but uh-huh. it's not really being discussed. Um, yeah, but the one with James Franco, the War for the Planet of the Apes, was really good because you have a reimagining. And with the better, because of the CGI, it kind of enhanced the experience. Even though the CGI at that time is still a uh, little bit, uh, what do you call this? It's, it's noticeable with, 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 yeah, it's not that smooth, but uh, it's something that, that's good. I mean, it added to the story. It added to the experience. It added to the feel. Because of, uh, remember, because before, it's just um, bodysuits and everything. And uh, I think that's the only time that reboots are necessary. Mm-hmm. But here comes the but. A lot of the reboots nowadays are just being done just to continue franchises that have been successful from before. That's the thing. And and again, uh, we're talking about creativity here, and I really feel that it shows the lack of imagine imagination, the lack of. Um, I mean, gone are the days wherein you're you're excited for the next Nolan film I mean I mean he has the latest one I haven't watched it I, w- I really would like to watch it but uh, remember the Inception one uh, Interstellar those are really films that are uh, uh, have you have watched Tenet that's yeah. one that I haven't watched that it's, yet it's good I, I, it's I want good. to watch it sometime and um, apart from Tenet which uh, I will again I would like to see after a while, we I, I kind of, with the with the latest slate of films that are coming out, uh, I don't see something that's gonna really pick your curiosity as far as the main uh, the Hollywood the main Hollywood offering is concerned. I mean everything, uh, everything everywhere all at once is more like an indie film. It, it is, it is, it's, and 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 it's and it's good. Uh, I know if this I've. This is because a while ago that it's like a multiversal cover, uh, thingy, but uh, it's good. And somehow, with with after that, I mean, I, I've just watched The Gray Man earlier. I've yeah, seen like Man. a billboard of it. And while watching it, I, I, I kind of felt tired watching it. Really? Yeah, because I kind of feel that... Um, is that Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling oh, and um, Chris Evans, uh, made with the Russo Brothers. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I, okay. I, I kind of feel that um, it's it's not it's not uh, I mean the time that we have now there are limited idiot or moronic bad guys because um, spoiler alert for for the film uh, Ryan Gosling eventually kills everyone in a sense 
and while watching it, it, it it was hard watch for me because I, I I cannot bring myself to believe what was happening. Oh. Because he he's just way too good without really feeling that he's that good. Like no flaws, like that kind of stereotype. He has. I mean, he gets shot and. I, I don't know. Uh, for those who have seen it, I think they, they they can understand where I'm coming from. But that's that's how I felt when I watched it. I feel like I'm watching like a '90s film wherein everyone was off their aim and stuff. Oh. Uh, for the sake of for the sake of uh, the MC being uh, one of the greatest, whatever. It's like you're watching a Filipino movie. In a sense, in a sense. So reboots and stuff. Uh, I mean, let's not wait to have a reboot of the. Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> dude. Or a reboot of Mission Impossible. Oh my... Dude, please. Impossible is like the same... They have the same plot, but same it's like plot. different villains yeah. every movie. And there's actually a new one coming out, right? With Haley Aswell. I'm actually looking forward to that. <laughs> oh so yeah, guys, with, with everything that we've discussed, um, final, our final thoughts that revolve around how do you feel... Um, creativity the creativity level is at when it comes to the um, the film landscape and how do you think should they improve it the people like the the people right now who are producing movies are not as creative as before because there's like a lot of good adaptations like before for example there are Jane Austen books that are adapted into movies. For example, Clueless is an adaptation of Emma and um, Bridget Jones' Diary is an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Both are classic movies. I think people can just, like, people from Hollywood or in, from, or in any other countries can just, you know, loosely adapt um, a, a book or a manga or a manual and make it their own. I think people can, the audience right now, could enjoy it if they can make it um, their own. And I think there's like a lot of indie films and more um, more interesting movies out there. But we're just we're just too lazy to look for it, or just we are just so used to consume what the mainstream media are feed are feeding us. I think to improve this situation, I guess the big shot producer should should give chance to smaller film creators because. I've noticed that there's like a lot of indie, fil- indie films that are really good and they need they just need a chance to show it to everyone. Uh, final thoughts before I before I end I forgot there was this one movie by Michael B Jordan. I forgot the title. It's Reef. I think it was it was like uh, Relentless or something. It was like a Wetworks Black Ops operator operator. Mm. And apparently it's actually the prologue for Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Oh. It was like an like an intro. So yeah, I mean, you know, this those one-hit wonder movies like Out of the Blue. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, this is this is good, man. I mean, you it keeps you wanting more because it's something new. I think uh, what's missing right now is just uh, like the, for the film and the creatives to really look into more uh, worthy resource materials that are worthy to be put on the big screen or to be adapted into TV format. Because right now, technology is already very good. Um, they're not limited by the whatever like techniques they can use for filmmaking. It's just a matter of putting it into traction and not relying on like the, just doing cash grabs or easy, ca- easy 
to do things that would merit more traction or more popularity. So yeah. For me, um, when it comes to cre- creativity and uh, the film, the film landscape, creativity is like the the highest skill or at least the highest requirement that you really have to have in order to present a good film, whether it be on the story or the presentation or, or how it is directed. Uh, with everything right now that uh, a, lo- a lot of what we are consuming are adaptations either from games, books, other series and stuff, I think it kind of showcases that a lot of the big screen uh, producers are just looking for the, for the next the next series that can actually hit and gain them a lot of money well yes again we understand that this is still a business uh, i think somehow it kind of affects the the landscape in general because a lot of the studios are just trying to chase the trends in order to get their own franchises which in turn affects those good stories that are not yet told and are being put on the back burner on, on the shelves because they have this like uh, the next hit the next uh, the next franchise that can be made with, with, with all with all that we've discussed on this episode I think it's more between the producers I mean they, they have they have the uh, of course they have the um, the power to to make this happen and to show, show us and give us more films that are really um, the read that's gonna gonna be there in your cult classics. It's gonna be there in your library for years to come. But we as consumers have also have the power to let them know what what works for us and not. Yes, it's kind of hard to resist going to the movies, and it's hard going to to watch the next blockbuster film that's gonna be a part of an installment of the franchise that you love. But we can still support or at least give our voice when when um when we watch movies that are fairly new going to the movies to watch this unknown film that kind of looks uh look good it, it will send the message to the producers that this film still works and as long as that happens we're stuck within this in this limbo that we are right now that a lot of the things that, that, that's gonna be fed on us is more of the things that currently existing and popular so again guys it's up to you it's up to us with that i'm core Soy. and this is the b and we are Hot pixel Pop Pixel serves your fresh weekly content on film, video games, and culture. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcast apps. Do you love our content? You can support us on our Patreon page for our future episodes and productions. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel for weekly featured videos.